Welcome to the Talking About Podcast. I'm your host, T.W. I recognize you have so many choices for your entertainment. So whoever you are and wherever you may be, thank you for spending a few minutes of your day with me. Uh, Sasha Banks is going to AEW. Um, I don't have any sources on that, but certainly all the tea leaves, if you read them, you rub them together, however they do that thing, they are pointing in the direction of Sasha Banks going to AEW. Let's take a look at what we know, okay? We know that some reports leaked out that Sasha Banks is scheduled to appear at Wrestle Kingdom on January 4th, right? Wrestle Kingdom for New Japan. Obviously, if she's been booked to appear at Wrestle Kingdom uh, and not through WWE, then that means she has a deal, a contract of some kind, a working agreement of some kind with New Japan. Speaking of working agreements, we know that New Japan has a working agreement with AEW, okay? Now, she's going to appear at New Japan first, honoring that part of her agreement. Then, after she's done that, the next, uh, whoo, I would say, what's that, like seven days later, on January 11th, I believe, AEW has a show in Inglewood for Dynamite, and it just so happens that Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter, the top two women in AEW's, uh, in AEW's roster, have a match against Soraya and a mystery partner. Who that? Who could that mystery partner possibly be? I don't know. Who would be available? I don't know. It's in LA. Oh gosh. Oh man. Who would be a big name that could be in LA? Uh, and 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 what what motivates Tony Khan? Is Tony Khan the type of guy that would do anything to pop a big rating? Yes. Is Tony Khan the type of guy who will spend money? just to spend money, right, on just about anything, yes, is Sasha Banks potentially very motivated by getting paid right now, yes, so again, it is not a far reach to believe that everything is lining up for Sasha Banks to appear on Dynamite on January 11th uh, as Soraya's mystery partner, against Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter. Now, there is uh, another possibility at play here. I think we all saw uh, Naomi at the Atlanta Hawks game sitting with Jade Cargill a few weeks ago. And that was no accident, right? Like, I I think it's highly unlikely that they were sitting together and taking pictures, posting them on social media for the world to see, and everybody going crazy over, you know, these two beautiful chocolate queens uh, posting pictures uh, at, 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 at uh, what do you call that? Not not on the sideline. Um, what, courtside? Courtside for the Atlanta Hawks game and would not start talking up the possibilities of them potentially one day working together. And again, they'd be stupid not to promote and, and, and an agreement, um, uh, a meeting, um, just to get some buzz going out there of, of people thinking, what if, right? So in the event that Mercedes is not 
the mystery opponent, excuse me, the mystery partner for Soraya in her tag team match against Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter, then there's a great chance it could be Trinity, Naomi, right? Like, I, so I think we're going to see both Sasha Banks and Naomi in AEW at some point very, very soon. Now, how do we get here? How do we get here? Back in, gosh, what was it? June of this year, Sasha Banks and Naomi walked out of WWE. And, you know, you, you guys all heard the story, right? Like, you know, they they, they, they dropped their tag titles on, on Laurinaitis' desk and they walked out um, because they were upset with the creative or lack thereof, to be honest. And by the way, look at what they've done with those women's tag titles since Sasha and Naomi left. They were right. They were right all along because they didn't want to be doing nothing. And you can still be doing nothing even though you're the tag team champions. They don't treat those women's tag team titles with any respect. They don't make them prestigious at all. They don't present the people who have them as being strong, important characters. So many people are talking right now about how damage control is failing and missing the point. And what do they have? They got those women's tag team titles. So those women's tag team titles don't mean Jack. They don't mean Jack because WWE has not made them mean Jack. So when Sasha and Naomi had those titles and they asked what the plans were for them, and I don't remember the specifics of the reports that came out, but, you know, apparently there was something going on where there was going to be... Um, uh, Naomi was going to beat Sasha to, so Naomi could get a shot at the title and then Naomi was obviously going to lose and then they were going to a storyline where Sasha would turn on Naomi and it's basically going in circles because nobody gets elevated from that, right? And if you look on Sasha Banks uh, on, on her Twitter account, she had a tweet pinned to the top of her account. I don't know if it's still there, but it was there for a long time. It was a picture of her and Naomi holding up the tag team titles. And I think the caption said something like, you better believe this time I'm taking it serious. She told you. She told you ahead of time. Right? Remember, she came back. She came back after her long sabbatical. Right? She was there throughout the pandemic. Did the fun, uh, the Boston hug tag team with Bailey. Um, then her and Bailey had a great, a great feud, right? Where she turned, where Bailey turned on her and then she ended up taking the title from Bailey. Great character work between both of those two. Great feud, uh, end up with Sasha having the title. Sasha ends up, um, dropping the title to Bianca, um, in one of the best WrestleMania matches, um, that absolutely launched, right? I, I mean, Bianca was doing her thing, right? But to have a, classic level WrestleMania match and that whole thing was fire from the video production that uh preceded the match the match itself the the moment before the match right where Michael Cole said blatantly this is the first time two black women made a event at WrestleMania and you could see the emotion on Bianca's face you could see it in Sasha's face and you see Sasha snap out of it right and it, the whole thing, mwah, mwah, chef's kiss, it was beautiful, it was beautiful, it was excellently done, and that shows you 
how well and how strong WWE can present someone when they want to. And Sasha Banks was more than worthy of being presented the strongest and at the highest level. When you think of the dominant run that people like Alexa Bliss have had, give me a break, man. Give me a break. Alexa Bliss is not half the com- half the performer that Sasha Banks is. Not even close. And WWE bends over backwards, sideways, and twists themselves in a pretzel to find stuff to do to get and keep her on TV. If you're Sasha Banks and your whole existence in WWE has been for the upliftment of other performers, when she first came up with, with, with Charlotte, right, she understood that Charlotte was picked to be the star. But she also understood that she was better than Charlotte. And Charlotte understood that that was the dynamic as well. She said so in her book. So if you're Sasha Banks, and listen, I understand everybody can't necessarily relate to this, right? Because everybody doesn't know the feeling of being really good at your job. Feeling like you're really good at your job. And then the even worse feeling of seeing someone who's not as good as you being elevated above you, being treated like they're better than you, and being rewarded by the employer with more recognition, possibly more money, possibly promotions. That's a horrible feeling. And anybody who's ever felt that can understand that. Y'all should be relating to this woman, but you're not. You're not. You're looking at the leaks from backstage that are saying Sasha's difficult to deal with. She's a she's a headache. She's she's hard to work with uh, from from a creative standpoint. But you know what that is? That's Sasha being a squeaky wheel, and being a squeaky wheel is a good thing because because you know the saying: the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Some of us we go to work and we do our job. And when we see a situation like that, where we see someone we feel is being unfairly elevated, or we feel like we're not getting the treatment or the recognition that we deserve, we put our head down and we say, you know what, I'm going to keep doing my job and everything should work out the way it's supposed to. Let me just keep doing my job. And sometimes that does work out in your favor, but a lot of times it doesn't. And a lot of times you look up and you find yourself, you know, days, weeks, months, maybe even years later, sitting in damn near the same spot while that person or people who are elevated past you have moved on to much greater success from a professional standpoint. And that's a horrible feeling. That's an awful feeling. So I understood that that's how she felt. That's where she was coming from, from the get-go. So when she wanted to have you know, uh, creative presentation. And you know that she did when she wanted to be creative, creatively presented strongly. Right. But they never would quite do it. Right. And, and, and again, you know, think of the things that they would have her say when they first were doing the women's revolution, go pull up some of those Monday night raws from, I think it was 2015 or 2016 when they first came up from NXT, they were doing the whole women's evolution or revolution, whatever they were calling it. Right. At that time, it was all about the Bellas. It was all about the Bellas, but then they decided they want to transition and make it all about Charlotte. But listen to those crowds. Listen to those crowds and who they were chanting for. It was, we want Sasha. We want Sasha. That's who the crowds were chanting for. 
She was the stars that people liked from NXT. They understood that Charlotte was was Ric Flair's daughter and she was, you know, wrestling royalty or whatever you want to call it, however you want to say it. The crowd understood that. Everybody understood that, right? But they knew that Sasha was the one they liked. They knew they liked her work. For somebody who is, you know, not a big person by any stretch of the imagination, when Sasha Banks got in the ring, everything she did was believable believable and i say this uh i say this so many times in regard to so many people when i talk about the adam coles of the world and when i talk about the mrs of the world right when i talk about the alexa blisses of the world right like we already know wrestling is a show right like don't put something in front of me to ask me to suspend my disbelief even further Okay, at least make the fighting look realistic, at least make the character work believable that you're actually threatening to somebody. And you can say what you want to about Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks is not a flawless performer, right? Like her promos could certainly use some work, right? Like uh, she doesn't have amazing catchphrases or whatever you want to say, right? But her character is believable. You either love her or you hate her and whatever she's presenting herself to be, you believe that. You believe that. And then, here's the kicker, when she gets in the ring, you believe that too. She's not a big person, but you believe that when she gets into that fight, that she's fighting to win. She does things that look like they're painful to her. Every time she does that meteora off the top rope, onto the floor, all, all of this stuff, I'm like, oh my God, she's 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 going to kill her knees, right? Like, but But she does it. Because she understands you, the fan, and she knows how to draw emotion out of the fan during the match. Y'all don't hear me. Y'all don't hear me. Y'all, I'm, I'm going to church over here. But look, we could go on and on and on about the greatness of Sasha Banks, right? But again, right, her resume is solidified. Like, you know, she had a WWE, uh, I think, Raw Championship five times, but they would make her lose it like the first defense after every single time. Right. Um, but whenever they need to do a big thing, right, your your women's uh, all your your major women's evolution events, your first women's Hell in a Cell match. I think Sasha's been in like three Hell in a Cell matches. There's a reason for that. OK, there's a reason for that. There's a, that that first women's Royal Rumble. I think Sasha went 30, 40 minutes, something like that in that Rumble. There's a reason for that. Because they have to put somebody in that spot who they can trust will make it and the people who are doing it look good. So if Sasha is so vitally important to getting all these other people over, why not put your energy, your marketing dollars your presentation behind getting her over. Why not let her have a great run where she's on top as the champion for a long time, beating everybody in sight? Why not? And again, she's somebody who grew up a wrestling fan, so you know that is something that she wants or wanted, right? You know that she wants to have that glory of living out her dream of, you know, playing wrestling in her living room, winning the championship. I think Sasha was like 0-6 or 0-7 at WrestleMania, something crazy, until her and Naomi won those tag titles uh, this past year, this past April at WrestleMania. Sasha Banks has not been presented as the level of star that she is, as the quality of performer that she is, and 
That's one thing. But when we heard the rumors about Sasha Banks and Naomi negotiating their comeback to WWE, we heard a lot of things, right? Like first we heard the walkout. We heard the reasons for the walkout. Um, then we heard that they were negotiating, especially when Triple H was doing all these comebacks. You know, we were all thinking that damage control was going to come out and that was just going to be a setup for Sasha Banks and Bailey to come out. I'm sorry, Sasha Banks and Naomi to come back out and feud with damage control. And by the way, like that was logical. It made sense. I could have totally seen that happening and I wouldn't be shocked if that was the plan. That was the hopeful plan at least. But it never quite materialized. It never quite came together. And then we started seeing reports that Sasha Banks and Naomi's return was imminent. That uh, that that WWE was was close to uh, finishing finalizing uh, the the return of Sasha Banks and Naomi. But it never quite materialized. We started seeing, you know, Sasha and Naomi pop up at New York Fashion Week and, you know, red carpet premieres and, 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 and all of this stuff, right? And then there was a report, I believe, from uh, Raj, Raj Gary. Forgive me if I got the name wrong. Um, he said a few months ago that Sasha Banks, Sasha Banks's release, her exit from WWE, had been negotiated over the summer. So when Triple H did his interview with Ariel Helwani and was asked about Sasha Banks and Triple H said something to the effect of it's up to her. You know, she has, she has choices about what she wants to do and it's up to her. I believe that, but now we know if you believe what Dave Meltzer reported, which in this case, it seems logical, right? I'm not a, I'm not a Meltzer disciple. I don't subscribe to the observer. I don't take everything I see from Meltzer as the gospel, but This flows logically, right? Knowing all the stuff we know about Sasha and her relationship with WWE thus far. When Meltzer reported that Sasha and WWE were far apart on the financial terms of her return and that Sasha said she wanted to be compensated on the level of Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair. And WWE said, we're good. They said, we don't see her like that. We think she's peaked as a star. We think that she'll offer some buzz when she returns, but we think it'll fizzle out after that. And we don't see her as somebody who will be on top within five years. Well, my man, who's going to be on top in five years is determined by you. Like, let's not forget. It took at least five years to get Roman Reigns over. It took at least five years for Roman Reigns to be universally accepted as the top guy. And people are going to boo him or cheer him, love him or hate him, but he's the top guy. That took a long time. That took a long time. There was match after match with Brock Lesnar. Remember, oh man, was it WrestleMania 33? Where they did the match with him and Brock Lesnar. And... Brock Lesnar beat him after like three or four or five F5s and the crowd cheered. And then they kept the camera on Roman walking up the walking up the ramp. And you could tell by the way they were shooting this and producing this that they wanted you to feel sympathy for Roman. 
Roman fought his way to the top. He got his match against Brock Lesnar and he still fell short. That was designed to make you feel sympathy for Roman. It was supposed to be the ending that he never got at WrestleMania 31 because Seth Rollins pulled off the heist of the century with the money in the bank cash in, right? But it didn't work. People were happy that Roman lost. And at that point, I honestly thought this McMahon was going to bail on the Roman Reigns project, the Roman Reigns experiment. I was like, dog, it's been so long at this point and the crowd is still rejecting him. At some point, you got to move on. At that point, they had sacrificed so many other stars, right, for the greater good of Roman Reigns. But eventually, attrition took its toll. And to be honest with you, you know, to be honest with you, nothing helped get Roman over with the crowd better than, you know, his uh, his battle with leukemia. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad he beat it. You know, shout out to him. Um, but that changed the way that so many fans were being petty about the way they viewed Roman Reigns, right? So that was a very, um, I, I don't think fortunate is the right word to go with there, but um, but that changed the trajectory of the way the majority of the audience was willing to look at Roman Reigns, right? So I said all that just to say that when WWE wants someone to get over, they will they'll they'll push them for as long as it takes, for as long as it takes. So this idea. That Sasha Banks couldn't or wouldn't be a star in, in five years is laughable. It's laughable. Because there's no tool you can say she doesn't have. Again, I already said she doesn't have the strongest or best promos. But to be honest, I can't think of someone who really does. Becky Lynch cuts very good promos. Um, Bianca Belair is pretty good with her promos. But like for the most part, there's not a lot of people who cut like great crowd-gripping promos. This is not. There's not. Okay? But like as far as all the other things that make Sasha Banks special, she's got it in spades, man. And there's not a lot of people who even come close to her as far as what she brings to the table as a performer. So when she went to the negotiating table and she said, hey, if you're not going to present me as strong as Becky Lynch and Charlotte, at least pay me. Put some respect on my check. At least pay me on the level that you're paying those women. And they said, nah, we're good. I'm sure she was offended. I'm sure she was offended. You know, they say it's just business. It's not personal. The truth is when it's business, it's always personal. Because you are your business. You are your business. So when you go to your employer and you try to negotiate and you say, hey, the salary range is this. I'd like this. And they say, nah, I don't know. You take that personal. Because you're saying, I think me and my work that I bring to the table is worth this. And they're saying, we don't agree. Who doesn't take that personal? Who doesn't take that personal? Everybody takes that personal. So I'm sure Sasha Banks took that personal. And you know what? That led her right into the arms of ratings thirsty Tony Khan. Tony Khan will do anything to pop a rating. Tony Khan... He spends money like it's nothing because to him it is nothing, right? He pays for commercial music to be licensed for Jungle Boy, for CM Punk. I'm sure there's other people. He just recently licensed the old uh, NBA on NBC music. Like money ain't a thing, man. 
You thought Jay-Z and, and J.D. said money ain't a thing. Tony Khan, that's the real money ain't a thing. It, it's nothing to him. So, if Sasha had these negotiations, got her feelings hurt from WWE at the negotiating table, and then her representatives talked to Tony Khan's representatives or Tony Khan himself, and, she's, and they said, hey, this is her number. This is what will make it work for her. And I'm sure she'll pop a rating for you. I bet you he cut that check as fast as he could find it. I would be willing to bet anything that Tony Khan was so happy to cut the check for Mercedes Varnado to be Soraya's mystery partner on January 11th against Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter. Now, there's no guarantees. Look, there's no guarantees. But if you look at everything that we know, right? If you just look at everything that you that we know, and then if you look at a lot of stuff that we heard and just see what flows logically, I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. This is the this is what it is. This is what it is. So Sasha Banks is going to AEW. That's the way I see it. She's going to New Japan too, of course, but I believe she's definitely gonna make uh at least a stop or two in AEW. And I think that's going to be great for wrestling. That's going to be great for everybody. She's going to show up with a chip on her shoulder and she's going to want to prove her worth, prove her value. And I'm sure Tony Khan is going to cut her a fat check. And, um, and I think it's going to be good. It's going to be good for everybody involved. It's going to be good for wrestling. It's going to be good for the ratings. Everybody's going to get to talk that talk. You're going to hear me talking that talk. I want to hear you talk that talk though. Drop, drop some comments underneath this. Let me know what you think. Do you think, Sasha Banks slash, uh, excuse me, AKA Mercedes Varnado is going to be showing up in AEW. Do you think Trinity Fatu is going to be showing up in AEW eventually? I, I think they are. Okay. But let me know. Let me know. Drop some comments under this. Uh, tweet me at TW talking about tweet the show at talking about pod. Make sure you follow me. Tweet me. I tweet back. Share this with somebody else who likes wrestling. Somebody else who likes loud mouth people who are long winded like me or somebody who just wants to hear me shut up. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Let's bring more people into the conversation. Again, I recognize you have so many choices for your entertainment. And I want to thank you so much for spending a few minutes of your day with me. Until next time, I'm TW. Peace.